Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. We're back to Hour 3, Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Denise Dirks, Todd Cunin, and our producer, Cal Hunter. We've had a great uh, first two hours. We're going to have to fly through this third hour because we have a lot of interesting stuff to go through. We're going to fi- uh, fi- uh, finish up with the uh, Richens trial in Utah that's coming up, Michael Orr's case, the blind side, Tyson Plant sue- being sued for closing. We just the breaking kind of news, too, is... Uh, the 100 mile an hour crash case in Ohio of, uh, Mackenzie, uh, Sharilla. She has, uh, that case just went through and finished and she was, um, uh, sentenced, uh, Friday, late Friday. And we're going to talk about that one, even though we, that's kind of a late breaking, uh, case. And, uh, we've got a lot more to go through, but Cal, let's just get this uh, case or no case done. Now it's time to play case or no case. Geraldine Manafred just died. She had a very large family of loving children. She thought they were loving children, but it turns out they didn't like each other very much. And after she passed, they found a bag of wigs. The oldest sister and the brother went into the closet. Her mother passed from cancer and had a lot of wigs. So they started going through them. And the sister said, let's just throw them away. And the brother said, well, let's donate them so that maybe someone else could use them who's in the same condition. So he took them out, and one by one... Out from the wigs flew cash. $22,000 of cash went flying out of these wigs that mom had been keeping. Also inside, immaculate records of where all four other children had borrowed money from Geraldine. One got $30,000 and, according to her records, never paid back as much as a dime. So Fred, the oldest brother, said, I'm going to keep the cash. You guys already got your money from her. Louise, the other sister, asked the other kids if they wanted to sue Fred for the 20K because they could all use a small taste. Mm. Yes, they went to a lawyer and said, do we have a case or no case? Fred, I think it's you, isn't it? It's actually Denise, but I'll do it. I mean, didn't we? uh, Wait. Oh, it's me. No, I I started. I thought first. It doesn't matter. I'll start. It doesn't matter. I'll start. So here's what's interesting about this thing. Um, You can't determine whether or not those, even if she wrote the notes, those monies given prior to this were gifts or loans. And I don't think that it said these were, quote, gifts or loan on the piece of papers that she wrote down, right? On her ledger, it said loaned to children. Okay, loaned to children. Okay. But does it say there's no evidence that they have to pay it back? And so my answer to that is the children cannot claim, it could have been turned into a gift, cannot claim that that is a loan that needs to be paid back to the estate. I'm going to say this is, um, 
not a case. It's not even a, a scenario. Maybe it was a scenario, but I'm going to say it's just not a case, Cal, and there's nothing that was filed, but that's very interesting, though. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, Todd Kunin, what do you think about this? Well, uh, did you, in your setting up of the scenario, yeah. was there any sort of will otherwise involved, anything that she had that that talked about the disposition of of assets or... Had a will, but didn't mention the cash. Had a will, but did not mention the cash. Right. Okay. She wanted that to kind of be, when you go through my stuff, you'll find it. It'll be a pleasant surprise for all you kids, I would think. I'm just thinking as an older person. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll say that this is a case, and the older brother, the guy who found the money in the wigs, does not have... Uh, a claim to just go ahead and keep it because of this ledger that had something to somebody else. He, 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 there's no reason why he should be entitled to it any more than anybody else, simply because he was the one that showed up with his sister to help clean out the clean out the house after she died. So um, anything that was found in side the house needs to be disposed of pursuant to the terms of the will, and he doesn't get to arbitrarily say it's just mine. So, yes, case by the other siblings, and older brother does not get to just arbitrarily keep the 28000 Okay, that's uh, fair enough. Denise, what's your thought on this? Well, my thought is if there was a will, there has to be a case if the estate was a certain value because you have to lodge the will and then you have to probate the estate, right? So that would be a case. So for lodging the will is a case. No, that's not. That's not a case. It is too. No, you have to file a lawsuit. Nope. Nope. Cal, what say you? I don't think that's a case. I have no idea about that. Okay, so filing a case just because you lodge a will doesn't mean you're you're suing. That's not a lawsuit. No, it is too. You open a probate and it becomes a suit. It becomes an actual case with the court, and then you have to work over the next year to probate that estate. And well, dep- I'm sure that, but that's not yes. what I think. That dev- we got to figure that out because if that if it's just opening a, a probate or a, 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 that's not, I don't see that as a lawsuit. And that's I might want my view is if there's a judge involved and a lawyer case involved, no it's a case. If Correct. it's just the Filed. administrator in the county, you know, then I would say probably not. That's just my thinking. But I yes. obviously don't have any training in this matter. Okay, I'll, I'll okay. stick with my. I'll stick with my. My, my answer. Fair Your enough. answer is no case? No case. Your answer was? My answer was case, and the older brother does not get to just keep the 28000 ultimately. And I'm going to say, I think that he tried to do the triple no case thing, so I'm going to say no case. <laughs> All right, Cal, tell us. Tell us. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you the answer here. At the funeral, the children all sat together and wept together and reconciled. And the oldest brother said, listen, I'm sorry. I thought 5000 bucks for each of us would come between us. I was wrong, so let's not go to court. Let's just figure yes, it out amongst these. ourselves. <laughs> and so there was. It was a no case. But a true story. It was. Yeah, true story. So what, what happened no with your family with that, Cal? No. <laughs> Believe me. Nobody, nobody in my family with 20 grand undiscovered laying yeah. around. So so speaking of that, I thought you were going to get into this, Cal, that they, they took the wigs, they gave them away to, you know, uh, Desert Industries, and they someone at Desert Industries found the money, and the question is, is it still the families, or is it Desert Industries? I know people who have worked there who yep. cherry-picked all the time. I had a guy call me up yes. one time and said, hey, Cal, I got a great Nikon. I said, where'd you get it? He said, oh, well, I'm the intake guy at Desert Industries. Right. I, I gave him, you know, five bucks for it, and now I'm keeping it, and I'll sell it to No, you. and I know that's what happens. And ready for the story of the century? Yeah. My aunt 
was a curator for an extremely wealthy man that was from Los Angeles that was uh, Carnegie's partner. Oh, wow. Um, and in the steel industry. And he moved from there in LA and he was, uh, in fact, he owned just blocks and blocks of part of Los Angeles in the, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s. And he passed away. And my aunt, and he was kind to my aunt. And I've got, my aunt actually had pictures of, he had gold, like real gold, like on his swimming pool, the filling thing. It was real gold. Oh, all the filling. So, but she, she, I have, um, we had this one thing that was an ugly, you talk about ugly. You've never seen ugly before until you've seen a vase, a vase. You don't see those big ones that stand, you know, they're like yeah. probably three feet tall. Like an entryway kind yeah. of a, and my mom, it was green. Like and my, Ming. Yeah. A yeah, Ming vase. Yeah. Right? And we kept throwing, and we throw our umbrellas in there and we throw our basketballs in there and my, and all of our family passed away. And all that was left was my older aunt, and that was one of the things in my mom's thing, and nobody wanted to go, we sent it to Desert Industries. Uh-oh. I'm telling you, about a week later, my aunt calls and goes, what'd you do with that thing? I said, well, uh, why? She goes, oh, that was a very, very valuable such as us that came from the estate, worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're calling down there. No, I, I called Desert Industries. No, it's gone. I'm sure it's not there. No, it's gone. Yeah, I know why it's gone. So we messed up. That's for sure. So be careful wow. when you get rid of stuff. You better check the internet. We'll be back after this and talk a little bit more about that Utah case. Then we're going to get into about 500 other cases that we're going to fly through. Thanks, Fred. You're listening to Radio Law Talk on great local radio stations all across this great land of ours. And many of you are listening at radiolawtalk.com. And wherever you're listening, we thank you. And we'll be right back in just a little bit here on Radio Law Talk. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. 
There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. Get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. We were talking about uh, Corey um, Richens' case, uh, the Utah mom that's allegedly they're prosecuting her for uh, putting fentanyl in her husband's drink. And um, Todd and I are going to do a really quick. uh, They've just, uh, as we said, the last hour... They decided not to seek the death penalty, and it's probably because he's got, she's got two, three little kids and and three little boys, and and dad is is dead, and now even if mom if mom did it, and again she's innocent at this point, it'd be devastating to have the kids watch mom be put to death, right? So uh, they've agreed to that, but but the evidence to me is very interesting, and Todd and I are going to kind of go back and forth a little bit about. Here's the first and most important thing that's interesting. Um, he died of fentanyl overdose, and um, she, there is a person that's going to testify that was the drug dealer, and this drug dealer is going to testify that they, it's a lady, sold fentanyl to her on two different occasions, um, not only on two different occasions, but there was an actual check written out to this lady for buying the fentanyl. However, this 
person was their house cleaner and would also clean their business. They had a business together that, and she'd go down to the business and clean the, the business. But the check amount was unreasonably high during this time period. Uh, when the, the check was supposedly received. The second thing that's interesting is she took out life insurance policies on her husband, uh, that were, uh, came up to approximately 1.7 million. There was an argument back and again, this is the, the prosecutor side. There's arguments back and forth about buying a $2 million home. She is a stay, uh, she is a realtor and he owns I don't know if she owned part of it too, a construction company that was very successful. By the way, the area they were living in was a very nice part of Utah and it had the nicer homes. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is she didn't have time to, uh, the, the allegations are she didn't have time to, to do anything with his funeral or plan it and she let his side of the family do it because she claims that she was too distraught, yet she bought a $2 million home during that time period was doing real estate. The other thing is on her, and by the way, she wrote a children's book called Are You With Me? It's about the death of, the, of a father and how you, you, you deal with that. Um, and then finally, on her computer, the following was found. She searched the following phrases beginning in April 2022. Um, luxury prisons for rich in America. How long does life insurance companies take to pay? Can you delete anything from an old iCloud account? Can deleted text messages be retrieved? What information can be obtained from a cell phone? How to turn find my iPhone off? Can cops force you to do a lie detector test? When does the FBI get involved in a case? What is considered a lethal dose of fentanyl? And what are you allowed inside Utah jails? So this, these are some of the, some of the evidence that they have and the testimony that's going to come before them. There's also forensic testimony that shows that her phone was pinging at these different areas that the witness, the drug dealer witness testified, uh, that this is where the transaction came down, that the drugs were purchased, um, and, and all her pings of her phone were all at these specific places. Now Todd's going to lay out a couple of things. And if Denise, you want to chime in, um, lay out a few things, what, uh, as defense, what he would argue. Sure. From a defense standpoint, let's go ahead and talk about the life insurance policies. The life insurance policies were purchased between 2015 and 2017. So those life insurance policies were, um, they had been in effect for anywhere from seven to five to seven years prior to the date of the murder. And it's claimed that, and well, we don't know if Eric, the deceased knew about the life insurance policies or not. He, he might well have known about them. The fact that she purchased them, if she had purchased the life insurance policies, totally $2 million and he's dead a week later, that is suspicious. But we're talking about life insurance policies that have been in place for five to seven years. And that leads to her, her researching on her computer, how long does it take life insurance policies to pay out? Well, that search was done a couple of months after the death of Eric, and she knows she's got these policies, and she knows she's going to need income coming in, so there's a question about how long does it take. Maybe she's heard different things uh, from folks about how long it takes those life insurances to pay out, policies to pay out. The big question here is, what about this drug dealer that uh, is currently in prison serving a sentence for drug dealing? 
And, you know, I, I think that that is easily impeachable. First, uh, let's look at what the drug dealer actually said. All the drug dealers confirmed is that she supplied uh, Corey Richens with fentanyl. And what we don't know, and what I suspect is going to come out at trial, is Corey Richens probably saying, yeah, my husband and I did recreational fentanyl. We both did it. And that, and the reason I'm talking about lethal doses is because yeah, still maybe I still do fentanyl, maybe I've still got it, but he died. I would not have expected that he would have died, but clearly he took too much. So what is a lethal dose of fentanyl? I don't want to die. I've got kids to look after, right? And so, uh, you know, we, we've got these the 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 searches for luxury prisons for the rich in America and uh, deleting things from an iPhone account. I, the luxury prison thing doesn't really phase me too much. I think that's easily explainable by her to say, look, by the time I was searching this, I knew I was already the subject of an investigation. And you know what? I, I think innocent people get convicted all of the time. I wanted to see what I was looking at. I was trying to go ahead and take, uh, take uh, assess what my liability might have been. I think there's another argument there by the defense, and that is uh, when you first purchase a life insurance policy, there's kind of a no-suicide clause that generally says you can't commit suicide within five years, but after that five years, that clause goes away, and a suicide um, may be covered um, underneath the policy. So she could argue he knew about the policies, he knew about the suicide clause, he waited the five years, and then he offed himself. Yeah. Wow, we got a lot. She's want to go through, go over a couple more things. Todd, I want you to comment, or, or Denise also, about um, what he said to his sisters before he died about she had possibly tried this before. We oh, want to talk yeah, about yeah, that. Sure. We've got a lot to go into. We're going to be booming. We'll be back. Not much time left on Radio Law Talk, so turn up your radio or your computer or your phone. Just keep listening. You won't want to miss any of it right here. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. 
The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. USA News Update. The Pentagon finally launching strikes in Iraq and Syria after Iran-backed proxy groups killed three members of the U.S. military last week. At least 85 targets hit. B-1 bombers flown from here in the U.S. to the Middle East to carry out the strikes. The bodies of the three sergeants, two women ages 23 and 24, and one man who was 46, flown back to Dover Air Force Base Friday in Delaware. President Biden, First Lady Jill, and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin on hand for the somber ceremony. And taking a look now at USA Business News, a big burst and hiring taking place in January. The government says 353,000 jobs added. That's almost twice what economists had predicted for the month. The Bureau of Labor Statistics says unemployment at 3.7%. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Your favorite radio station. So, Corey, uh, Corey Richens, uh, also uh, the prosecution of that case is saying 
that the husband told the sisters that, hey, I think my wife's trying to poison me in, in, in with fentanyl, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, yeah. Corey could argue, yeah, we did get fentanyl. I think that's a good argument. We get fentanyl, but he used it himself. I didn't put it in there. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. The statements that he made to his sisters about what she was doing, how is that coming in at all? And that, that is textbook hearsay, and he's not available to cross-examine because he's dead. And that, that just... I don't see how any of those statements are coming in at trial. The jury would be able to hear any of his concerns about having, oh, she tried to poison me in a sandwich, and she tried to poison me with fentanyl and all this kind of stuff. And even if it did come in, okay, when did that happen? Years. And yet they stayed together, right? They were still together. He told you this how long ago? He told us this a lot. How many times did you get together as family, and they're going to show pictures and video of the family all getting together, and you're telling this jury that prior to this stuff here, family get-togethers, he told you she was trying to kill him, and yet you're still all chumming it up with him. Well, not only that, you're, you're still living. He's still living with you and still, hanging out with yeah, you. Yeah, well, I have a question. What about the change in his will? Is that going to be something going to be admissible? Uh, they they can go ahead and say that he changed the will, right? But they can't get into, and he changed it because he was concerned that she was going to try to kill him. I think that they, they would show that the change in the will to maybe try to show that she had motive. Look, he changed the will and wrote her out of it. They can use that. I mean, that's a, that's a fact. The will was changed, and the prosecution spin on that is, and she was so ticked off. That she killed him, right? So we're going to follow this, but I want to jump into the other one in Ohio. This is a teen, a 19-year-old girl by the name of Mackenzie Sherilla. She's 19. She has a boyfriend that's 20, and then her the boyfriend's friend is 19. And apparently there's testimony back and forth, and this is already done. They didn't do a jury trial. They did a judge trial in this case. And the judge in this case found what happened is, Around 5 a.m. in the morning, there's video of her in her car going 100 miles an hour and crashing directly, going off the road, and it looks like it's pointing right toward this uh, this wall, and she hits it, and she lives, and the boyfriend dies, and so does the boyfriend's friend dies. And... Um, the evidence showed that the forensic evidence, don't forget, they have black boxes, that she accelerated right before this, never decelerated, never hit her brakes, and went, the, the, the whole argument to the prosecution was she intentionally tried to kill him because they weren't getting along, apparently, there were some issues, and she in the past had even said, well, I'll just run the car into a wall or something, or she said something to that effect, or, or I'm gonna kill you with the car, something. I don't know the exact words, but, so don't quote me on it, but that was their argument, but, but the evidence was very clear, according to the judge, that she tried to kill both of these individuals, and she was just um, sentenced to two consecutive 15-year-to-life. Um, the judge ran him concurrent. Concurrent. Well, I don't yes. know. Not consecutive. What's concurrent mean? Concurrent means they're running at the same time. If it was, oh, wow. if it was consecutive, it would be oh. 15, and then he'd do it. So it would be 30 years. So she basically has... 
it's 30 years then she's given. No, it's, no, she's 15 it's, years. It's, it's, it's 15 for that, but there's also another count, I think, that she got 40 years on. So, so she's going to be there for a while. Are you sure? Because I said something about it's up, going to be up to the parole board if you ever get out. Because what happens is it's, it's 50, like, for example, 15 years to life means they could keep going in the, was that right, Todd, with a parole board? Yeah. Could say we are still going to stay in there? Yes. And it's up to the parole board, right? It's the earliest, she, I, and, and I'm not. And by the way, I'm not ignoring Denise. It's just that Todd's a prosecutor and a former prosecutor, and that's why we're asking. Oh yeah, that's your story. The I earliest know, that you. she would be eligible for parole is yeah. after the 15 years on the indeterminate sentence of 15 to life. Right. Um, so she, she would be eligible uh, for parole at that point in time. And yeah, so it, gonna... you know, in, in this case here, I'll tell you if. If it was just the boyfriend with her in the car when she did all of this. Now, look, there was evidence that she had actually driven the route the day before, mapped out. She It was pretty premeditated. She knew where she was going to go. That's the argument. But if the if it was just she and her boyfriend, um, I mean, first, she would have only been looking at 15 to life. The reason there were two is because there were two people that were killed. But also, look, I think a judge could sit there and say, okay, I understand the mental stress between the relationship and all this stuff that's going on. That might have had more play. However, the fact that she still went through with the plan when a person who was not in a relationship with her was sitting in the back seat, the other friend, you know, what did he have? To, his, his crime was he, he just happened to be in the back seat. Right. And so the fact that she did not change her plan, even though somebody that she was not in a relationship with was in the car, um, that that adds to the callous nature of, of this accident. Yeah, she didn't value human life at all. It's well, crazy. Yeah, what's interesting, too, is right before this, uh, the details are she went to his house and was yelling at him and pounding on the door to let me in, and and she's threatening to key his car. He's going to break the door handle. You know, you open this door right now, or you're going to be a serious, uh, you're going to be a serious blanking problem, effing problem. And just this crazy, this craziness, how do you get, I, I'm not blaming him, but how do you now with that craziness, knowing that person's that crazy, get in her car uh, with her? You know, she's, a car can be a weapon, right? And man, did she, I mean, intention, an intentional weapon, you know? And so that's what's interesting to find out. So it's a sad, it's a sad thing and, uh, it's just two two young men's lives were taken, and, and her life and her family, and this has messed everybody up. But a lot of times, that's why teenagers don't think sometimes. They don't think straight. Michael Orr, um, we've been talking about, is the blind side. He's, we listened to our show last week, but he has filed a lawsuit alleging that his, quote, and I'm going to call him mom and dad, even though that's not, Technically, that they they did a conservatorship over him when he was eighteen, and they bamboozled him to take extra money from the the show because and, and something to do with the legal issues concerning whether or not he thought he was adopted and part of the family, but instead he just had a conservatorship. Well, we're going to follow this as the lawsuit pursues. We're not going to get in too much detail right now. I don't want to get in detail about this, but the big issue is, is we're now finding that age, at age 25, according to the New York Post, he could have ended the conservatorship. 
And so, therefore, this argument that, oh, I thought I was adopted parents and I should have, you know, uh, even up to this date, I think he's in his 40s now. Um, he's 30, I think 37, 37, 38. Um, but, but he could have apparently at age 25 gotten rid of the conservatorship if he wanted to. Yeah. And, and you know, his argument that I, I didn't know it was a conservatorship. I thought it was adopted. Look, there's some evidence that people are looking at when they start peeling the onion on this thing. And they're like, well, hold on a second. You wrote a memoir in 2011. You, it was titled, I Beat the Odds. And in the memoir, you referred to the Tuies as my legal conservators. You didn't say adoptive parents. You said, so you knew what it was and, and you could have terminated this thing and, when you were 25 years old, you could have terminated it, and if there were future rights to to negotiate for the for the movie deal and what have you, you're free to do that. You just didn't, and and so, you know, it, look, he's got another book that's out, and again, I, I've said this before, this is a legal action done in connection with or very close to the release of a book. If it wasn't for this making the news. I wouldn't have even known that there was another book uh, that came out. So it did its job there. I think that the biggest thing for Orr is if the allegations are true that prior to going public with this, he had said, you know, look, pay me $15 million and I won't go public, which which that is alleged to have happened. I'm not saying it did or didn't. That's an allegation. But if that turns out to be true... You know, that's criminal in nature. That's extortion. I would like to see um, what happened to his NFL profits. Yeah. I'd like to yeah, know where, where, his, where his monies are. Yeah, he was he got some good money in the NFL. Right. And, and technically, as in a conservatorship, there should be annual accounting. We're going to talk about a football player, Dwayne Haskins, when we come back. Uh, actually, he's he's passed away. Their, that case is looks like it's settled. And then uh, talk about a Missouri respiratory therapist who uh, have some real serious issues. And then the uh, law firm, the, the lawsuit against Tyson plant closures. We'll be back. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. A little bit more coming up, so stay tuned. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you, too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. 
If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com no fun. Y'all just making up stuff that he's saying, right? That's true. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info. At In Dexter, Missouri, the uh, Tyson plant is closing, and there's been uh, lawsuits filed by a family against Tyson Foods for closing. And I thought, well, 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 that's ridiculous. But you look at it. Apparently, the, the announcement to close... Chickens cannot be transported very far away from where the plant is, uh, where they, um, by the way, I love chicken, uh, where they, you know, process the chickens. And there's a number of families that has these chicken farms within 45 miles of the Tyson Foods. And their argument is, it's not just a person that's working there. Apparently there was 600 and 
683 workers were laid off. And the, but the issue is, is this family who has a family chicken farm put in a lot of money into their chicken farm, believing that they were going to be able to go ahead and, and they had this agreement with Tyson to, to send the chicken to, to, to have the poultry or their chickens transported there. And I'll bet, I don't, we don't see all the details. There's an agreement there. Tyson says they don't guarantee the plant's going to be there forever. But this family said that they were, they believe that they had a, a, the assumption it would be there. They put a lot of money into the farms, the, you know, the chicken coops, the chicken, you know, facilities, and they're going to lose money and go, they're in debt now and, and are having issues. So that's the lawsuit that just started. We're going to see what happens, but, uh, Apparently, uh, they've, they've had this, these houses, this, this farm, these, this farmer that's suing for 29 years. Um, so they originally served what's called Hudson Foods that owned the plants before Tyson acquired it in 1998. But, uh, they have 14 huge chicken houses. You know, Tyson's going to come in and say, yeah, you know, look, we had those last agreements around 2018, 2019. What happened in 2020 that affected almost every business in the United States? Right. And, and look, economically, we took a downturn like everybody else. We got to close the business. This isn't a charity, but we all have risk. Yeah. And you guys do too. I think that's a good defense. So. Yeah, it is. Def- uh, go ahead, Denise. You you want to talk about what? What do you want? You uh, the Maui fire situation. Yeah. Um, everybody knows that Lahaina was absolutely devastated by what occurred there, and um, it it reminds me of what happened in California. Um, there's a very similar type of a reason behind the fires. An argument. Um, yeah. Yeah. In Paradise, California. It was argued that PG&E was responsible for the start of that fire. And there's a concept about inverse condemnation. That's where the, if it's a, the utility is a public utility, it's owned by our, our state, um, that, that you don't have to really prove much to get that inverse condemnation lawsuit and to recover money for damages to your properties you've lost in a fire where there's a utility that's responsible. Well, now in Lahaina, they're saying that the Hawaiian utility is responsible. They're showing pictures of it and it looks like it's a pretty credible allegation. And, but Hawaii has never tested yet inverse condemnation. So this is something that is going to be watched very carefully in Hawaii. And I do think that it's going to be something that they're going to learn from California for. Now, isn't it the key there is that they have to show the utility is actually acting as a quasi-governmental agency, right? Yes. And, and so this, this inverse condemnation is closely related to the idea of eminent domain, where the government can come in and take your property under eminent domain. The argument here is, well, you might not have intended this, but because you're a government agency, you took my property because of the you you condemned my property because of the uh, malfeasance of this quasi public agency the utility and so we're entitled to money and it short circuits a lot of uh, red tape and paperwork and sort of bumps you the head of the line right? yes and the important thing about that is that that type of a strategy does not require a uh, having to prove negligence yes and that is a huge issue and I think that it's going to be used. 
Also, and I don't know, I haven't done this research, but I've been told by several credible sources that the actual state had just entered into legislation in June that if historical landmarks get destroyed somehow, then the state gets to take over those landmarks. And there was a lot of historical landmarks in Lahaina that were destroyed wow. in this fire. Uh-huh. So that, I think, would lend credibility to this inverse condemnation. Uh, New York Knicks. Boy, yeah. you know, you'll get, get it's always interesting when one team sues another. The Knicks are suing the Raptors. And here's the backstory. Their new coach, the, the Raptors' new coach, Darko Rajakovic, he wasn't a coach for the Knicks. He was just hired as the new coach for the Raptors, but has a friend on the Knicks staff, Ichekwu Azotam. And apparently the Knicks are alleging that Azotam was taking documents and things like uh, organization plans, structure of the coaching, video operations, um, you know, scouting reports, things like that. He Azotam would take them using his Nick's email account, would then forward him to Azatam's own Gmail account, and then from there, Azatam would forward them from his Gmail account to the Raptors coach. So, obviously, it, it, it's like trade secrets and things like that. The, the thing that I found interesting in all of this was the Knicks said that the materials consist of secret proprietary information critical to the Knicks' efforts to maintain a competitive advantage. <laughs> so I went and I looked at the Knicks' record over the last 10 years. In the last 10 years, they've only had two winning seasons. There are 309 losses to uh, wins to 485 losses. My question is, what competitive advantage? <laughs> nice. That would have been a good, good quick take, that's for sure. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, he was a if you don't know who he is, an NFL player, a first round NFL pick, and, and, uh, and it was, he was killed by a dump truck early in the morning of April 9th, 2022. Now, Dwayne Haskins had 0.2% alcohol, blood alcohol, and they had, ju- they have just settled with the dump truck driver, the owners of the dump truck, an undisclosed amount, but they are suing a number of other individuals total of 14 people and or entities, um, including the nightclub. Their argument is they're saying that they, someone, you know, basically drugged him up to, to, you know, and I I don't know the, all the details. I haven't read the complaint, but he's apparently there's a number of other allegations, but they've, they've settled three of the 14 individuals out at this time. So that's all I want to talk about that. That's Do we have an amount there? Do we know how much? No, they will not, they will not tell the amount. It's, okay. it's, it's confidential. Confidential. Okay. And then I think Todd, you wanted to talk about, uh, the, uh, yeah, lawsuit, uh, lawsuit. Out, of, lawsuit yeah. out of Colorado. This that one, one that's right. This one is just getting started. Apparently, the state of Colorado introduced a, a way to provide funding for parents whose kids were going to preschool, and then they denied funding for the parents whose kids were going to a preschool that was run by, I believe, a ca- the Catholic Church. And the reason was that, um, that these folks were not eligible was because of some of the standards that they had put into place. Well, that lawsuit now is getting started, allegedly saying that you're discriminating against religious institutions because you're denying 
the uh, funding to go to a religious-based preschool, and we'll see how that one turns out. We also have a former respiratory therapist in Missouri that is finally, after this is 2001, 2002, has um, has a fate. By the way, a famous uh, booking photo says, "quote I don't blank care hoodie." But anyway, I, anyway, she has uh, been. Uh, she's going to do some time, and then we don't have time to talk about it because we are running out of time. But it yeah. is time for quick takes. And, Fred, if you're ready, yes, I'm ready to go. You. Go ahead. Yeah. All i got to say is, look, we talk about the divorces of Coster and uh, Halle Berry. Well, all i got to say is Coster's going to have to pay $129,000 uh, to his wife, and she's trying for $179,000. Poor Halle Berry has to pay a whopping $8,000. Wow, there's a difference between people who are actors and actresses or whoever's famous. Wow. Todd, what's your quick take today? This is what we learned from the Tyson food case. The most important thing. Yes, a chicken can cross the road, but not if that road is 45 miles long. <laughs> All right. And why would it do that? And, Denise, what's your quick take? Well, Holly Berry's had, um, just really has not learned from her experiences. Um, she's had several marriages, several children with different men. In her first marriage, she had to pay 16000 a month. Now, and she tried to, to move her children over to France with her current husband, and now she has to pay her current husband 8000 for their child. Well, we'll see you next week. Incorporated. Wellness and self care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay.